0: Welcome to MDA Insights, the podcast where we bring you the latest in training and development trends straight from the experts at MDA Training.
1: To our show today. I'm Oz Hussein, and as usual I'm joined by my co-host Paul Hewitt. Paul how are you today sir? Oz I am well and I'm
0: really really excited about our topic for today leadership skills of influencing others uh, but Oz who is joining us on this podcast today?
1: Well I'll, I'll be honest with you Paul I don't think we're worthy. We, we, today we have uh, Bavna Dalau. And Bavna's background, my goodness, I don't know where to start. You know, high stakes executive coach, best selling author, speaker, founder. But yet, many years ago, uh, Bavna, you started as a SQL developer. So, my goodness, you've got a career path, you know, that I've got to pass over to you and say, welcome. Bavna, give us a little background.
2: You tell us your real story. Thank you so much, Oz and Paul, for this generous introduction. I am indeed so excited to be here and you're right, I did start out as an engineer, Um, started out in India actually many many years ago and then spent some time in South Africa, interestingly around the time when apartheid had just uh, been lifted in that same year, Uh, after which I moved to the US and most of my engineering software engineering experiences uh, was there. in about 2007, about 15 years ago, my family and I we moved back to India and that's when I had this you know, yearning in my heart knowing that I needed to do something else. I had uh, taken a very long break in my career and that's when coaching found me and so did writing. Never had I ever thought I'd get into all of this and that's been the way that it all happened. Um, it led to a lot of self- self-inquiry and asking myself se- existential questions. Um, so yes, you could say I landed into this career uh, by getting lost.
0: <laughs> and and Bava, I love that expression. You 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 came into a career by getting lost. It, it, elsewhere, it's been said about you um, a, a practitioner of Eastern and Western approaches to healing, spirituality, a believer in magic. Your your experience as well in South Africa during the period towards the close of apartheid that must have given you some almost frightening insights to the raw nature of humans and human interactions with others.
2: You know, it's, it's interesting. I was so young then, and I'm sure I took it all in, but really didn't think much of it at that time. It's, it's only after I got into coaching that I really delved deeper, and that further led me to learning a lot about Eastern and Western philosophies. Um, In all of the religions, in fact, uh, you know, Christianity, uh, Kabbalian principles, Islam. um, But primarily, I focus now on the Vedic understanding of healing and spirituality. Uh, But I'm I'm sure to add it it to things for sure. uh, And it does obviously significantly show up when I coach people.
0: And and that brings us to the, the theme of this podcast today, which is leadership skills of influencing others. You use the word coaching a lot, but but can can you define for our listeners what you mean by influencing, as as maybe opposed to managing or directing, uh, and where does
2: kind of coaching fit into that? Um, actually, that is an excellent question. So, coaching is used for developing people of course you use training for developing people as well but when it comes to behavioral change when it comes to uh, most of my clients you know they that i work with they're very senior leaders from large multinationals and they're brilliant Um, high iq they have a lot of experience they have a very good understanding of their day-to-day job Uh, some of them also very high emotional quotient but where they get stuck is when they can't get over themselves right they want to bring about a change in their own behavior which is not serving them well in leading these thousands of people Um, and that's when coaching really comes into a picture now influencing is a leadership skill so there are several leadership skills that you know leaders require and that i work with those leaders on um and I help them with uh, like how do like the, some of the you know issues that a lot of these leaders come to me with are how do I build executive presence? How do I become more strategic in my thinking? Um, how do I lead high performing teams? Um, maybe conflict, how do I manage conflict better? And in a similar way, how do I influence others uh, or get buy in from people to be able to bring in those moves that I truly believe in? And in the current environment, to be honest, it is one of the most sought after leadership skill, which will lead you to a path of success. Um, and uh, and that's, that's exactly where I kind of come in to help them develop that skill within themselves.
0: And, and all of those, and forgive me, Oscar, I'll let you come in in just a second, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a roll here. <laughs> all, of those, all of those skills don't necessarily mean that I need power. To lead, I don't need position power. And certainly when it comes down to influence, how, how do you influence somebody without power, without, I think you talk about the power of authority within within that approach? Because a leader, if you think about it, it just doesn't need power. They don't need title of leader.
2: Um, you're right. And, you know, in the past, it used to be easy because you had, there was hierarchy and hierarchy automatically gave you power. And that was enough people listened if people at the top were telling them something the person above them they had to listen however now in our current environment of globalization uh, need for innovation too much competition you know we have diverse geographies customers and employees heart hierarch hierarchies in fact not the way um, and uh, There is a lot of distance maybe between the person sitting at the top or even your own manager sitting in a different location. Um, Power is exactly the word which you said you're absolutely right because I do want to look at it differently because power does not provide, power alone does not provide you influence. Uh, Earlier the power was hierarchy sure but now what is this power? So, you know, in his book, Influence the Power of Persuasion, Robert Cialdini, he has talked about how there are five things which you need to do to be able to influence others. Um, Things like, I think, reciprocity, um, etc. However, what I believe in is it's not about what you do to be able to influence others as much as who you truly become. Who you become as a leader, which will influence people to kind of know where you can get the buy-in. You can steer your organization in the direction you want, where people readily do the things that you expect them to do without sometimes even telling them to do it. So power is the ability for me to tell you to do something and for you to do it. Influence is the ability for you to want to do something with my support. That's true. But also for influence, you need to have a certain kind of power now, but not the one, um, uh, you know, that comes to hierarchy.
0: Something and for you to do it. Influence is the ability for you to want to do something with my support.
2: So I've experienced this happen to me in my journey. Um, uh, Growing up, I was always confident, capable, um, and I could you know, I did well in my career then. But when I took a break, and I was moving into a new career after a long break, I actually did feel powerless. I had lost my confidence. I felt that lack of power within me. And, you know, the where I was somebody that used to just get things done and i didn't feel like that anymore the power that i'm talking about now which helps you become uh, this influencing person this is not outside of you they can take away your job they can take away you know your position Uh, you may be a a junior person in an organization but it is that power that you hold within yourself it's almost like in my book checkmate office office politics by the way there's a whole chapter on influence and it, this is the chapter I'm most proud of because I wanted to write something original and I wasn't able to come up with it, had to meditate on it a lot, do some energy clearing exercises to, you know, unblock and then, um, came up with, uh, this chapter and this is this power, I call it distinctive power. And we feel this power actually in our third energy center, um, And let me bring in a little bit of that spiritual learning, but it's the third energy center, which is where you hold that power. And once you develop that power, you don't worry about what your position is, what your disadvantages are. Uh, You keep working on yourself to develop it, and you can become an extremely influential person in the realm of whatever your area of impact is.
1: And so, Pablo, you know. Your, where you, your, your job description as you put on on uh, on LinkedIn, where you say high stakes executive coach, that to me seems like a high stake. If I'm telling my boss, I'm trying to influence my boss, I'm almost trying to sort of influence upwards. That to me feels like a, something very high stake. What's your take on when you say the high stakes executive coach? What's your perspective yep. on that?
2: I'm so happy that someone in this world noticed the. A- high stakes part um, and and you're actually asking me about this um, that of course what you just said is is true uh, very much so but the high stakes that I'm also referring to is uh, because of my um, understanding of the you know corporate world and how it's connected to the spiritual world the psychological the emotional uh, the wisdom aspects of a person my leaders can come to me with uh, any and the most difficult problem in the world and no matter what the problem is i pride myself uh, because of uh, being blessed with all of this coaching expertise and because of all the understanding i'm able to help steer them at least in the direction of the solutions that they are seeking and that is regardless of their level in an organization it works across levels um, it the industries um, it's it's based on the understanding the human engineered uh, body and mind Um, thoughts, emotions, uh, energy bodies, problems, solutions, and how all of that is connected.
1: And that's regardless of their level in an organisation, it works across the
0: levels. It feels like, am I confident in myself and my abilities? Am I confident in my fogginess? As you once said in one of your TED talks, which is a beautiful, beautiful analogy which is we don't need to concern about where we're seen from others. We need to be absolutely clear in how we view ourselves and confident in that view. And that gives us effectively the, the, the power that allows us to influence others. <sighs>
2: Oh, oh, so beautifully you've captured it, Paul. And I also want to clarify the word confidence because I've been through that understanding when confidence is not like a quality you associate with a person that she's a confident person or he's a confident person, right? We're all confident in certain things in our lives and not confident in others. If I were to for example ask you to go write a program in AIML I don't know maybe you are an AM, AIML expert but for all I know maybe not.
1: Bhavna can you ask Paul to go into that subject a little bit more I'd like to hear his response. Uh, yeah. So Bhavna tell us more
0: about what you were just talking about quite a bit. Bad.
2: Yeah, I, I'm almost out there. But yeah, so it's confidence is not like you are you are confident. Like I said, it's certain tasks, you know, make us feel more confident and certain things may make us feel less confident. And, and that's very, very human. Obviously, all of us cannot be expected to know everything in this world and be great at it, right? But the power that comes from what you just summarized is this belief that if you can handle... Uh, handle something and especially in leadership right if you can't do it you'll figure out a way and it doesn't shake you it doesn't um really um you know weaken you so to speak you you really need to be very honest with yourself on what your strengths and weaknesses are what holds you back what inspires you what your fears are what your values are and a lot of you know, other things about you but you know that uh, deeper
1: knowing almost faith I would say I mean, you, you, work, you know, we say the word sort of spirituality and you know cultures and all these some cultures prevent from doing things really because it's just the nature of you know where, where people are you know how can you work in that kind of environment where maybe there's a blocker because of the actual region that someone's in? they can't maybe exercise what they want to do you know how do you work around those types of really or
0: an organization or an organization organization. absolutely Absolutely. blockers hierarchical organizations
1: Absolutely. absolutely yeah
2: Absolutely, and um, even in the beginning of my career, I I don't clearly remember a client, but I'm sure in the beginning of my career I probably faced that more. Um, However, one of the fundamental skills you develop as a coach is the ability to build trust. Yeah, so you know whether somebody will be comfortable or not, uh, what approach to to take with them, uh, what will really speak to them. Those are things that you inherently develop uh, as your skill and expertise. And one of my mentors um, had a very powerful things to say when when I was doing my master level of coach training. Uh, and she said, just ask them. You know, it's as simple as that sometimes. If if they're not comfortable with something, ask if they are and don't do it. But uh, I also as a coach, you know, I do also do somatic coaching quite a bit where the body, your body holds memory and a lot of information and um it's oftentimes getting that to show up uh, which is very powerful so you do have to go there uh, sometimes it all depends um and that's why they say so much in coaching that you are an excellent coach if you are in the moment and uh, you 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 automatically know how best to approach that particular instance that client I am in service to my client and there is nothing else they know best it's their comfort whatever the, they want and if you're a good coach there are tons and tons of being, doing things in which they feel comfortable and the way they will most effectively are, uh, and in a relaxed manner arrive at towards their answers um, and so that's the way it is.
1: The, uh, you're in your about section so many things you can pick on from your LinkedIn profile. I honestly, I've never come across anything like it. It's amazing. But you talk about the, your uh, amplified influence. What's that mean? Is that are you shouting at them on a the megaphone? What does that really mean? Amplified I- I- influence. Hang oh,
2: yeah. on. Are you saying I'm too verbose on my LinkedIn? Maybe I need to shorten it and make. it <laughs> Absolutely
1: not. No, no. Honestly, it's so rich and diverse. <laughs> the things you've got on there—from your work experiences to the books you've written to the speaks, speaks, the speeches that you've done. It's, mm-hmm. it's immense. You could we could we could do another twelve podcasts if you just don't want you know. But yeah, tell us more. I'm <laughs> Professor, you know, influence.
2: Well, thank you for recognizing that. It means a lot. Um I think a lot of the leadership qual- qualities in fact the entire uh, study of leadership is only a, a couple of decades old, to be honest. There were no structured leadership courses before that, and it, it's fairly new. So only when leaders gained experience, um, they learned and they realized that there are certain things, um, certain set of uh, uh, you know trained behaviors that actually help you become a better leader and more successful. If you read my book, uh, there is a gist of all of those things. Um, What I want to communicate, I think, is... uh, And if there's nothing else, but this one message goes across... That all of these things which are considered to be nuanced or subtle... Like, you know, influence or building trust... Those can actually be consciously developed. Just like influence. It's not like, or trust. It's like, I've worked with this person for a long time and so we have trust. Uh, And that's something I hear from a lot of my clients... Uh, However, if you're a leader and you're a senior leader, you better know how to jump right in and build trust quickly. So in the same way, Amplified Influence is that where you consciously, actively take it in your own hands to develop um, the skill of how to influence at scale, uh, how to influence, uh, you know, actively and consciously.
0: Now, that's that's a leading question. That's a leading question. I will follow up because I think elsewhere, you've <laughs> talked about uh, influences such critical skills yet can be so elusive.
1: That's all for today's episode of MDA Insights. At MDA Training, we take a unique approach to training and development. We don't just focus on the theory, we focus on real world application of that theory. We work with our clients to understand their specific needs and design experiential training solutions to meet those needs. But it's not just about the training. We work with our clients to help them achieve measurable results and create real behavior change in the workplace. We hope you found this information valuable from our podcast today. If you did, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We'll be back next week with more insights and expert advice. Thanks for listening.